Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Daf HaShavuah as we study Mesechus Ksuvos Daf Zion. Thank you very much, Rabbi Israeli, for filling in last week. What we're going to be dealing with um, Daf Zion and Daf Ches is, we'll call it uh, the Brachos of a Chassan. What I'm going to do, what I'm going to do is give you a general introduction without going through uh, the Makoros, and then we'll get inside into uh, some of the practical issues. But just, I think a review is going to be very important. We see a lot of weddings taking place, not always aware of uh, what exactly is happening. What generally happens at a chasana today is the first two brachos that are made are made by a misadir kedushin. I say generally because there will be some exceptions in certain Sephardic communities, but the bottom line is these first two brachos re- belong to the chassan. The Masadi Kedushin has been married, or maybe he's not married, but these brachos do not belong to him. I've had the schus of being Masadi Kedushin in many weddings, Baruch Hashem, I don't count, but I've still said these two brachos many, many times. At my own wedding, my Masadi Kedushin said it. These barachos belong to the chassan. It was instituted in order not to embarrass a chassan on his big day. Maybe he's feeling certain pressure. Maybe he's illiterate. Maybe he doesn't uh, know Hebrew. So he's not going to say the brachos. Even if he happens to know how to say it, as most do, we're not going to make an exception in order not to embarrass a specific chassan who doesn't. You could imagine it would be a competition that could stand up. My chassan knows how to say the brachos. Your chassan doesn't know how to say the brachos, etc. It is interesting that when it comes to the Hareyat Mikudesh Asli, that has to be said by the chassan. So there are certain limits as far as uh, where Shomeh or Shlichus, or exactly how it's operating, will work. Now, we do have a similar mechanism in place when it comes to Kriyas HaTorah. Again, I'm not giving all the Makaros now, I'm just establishing some basic facts that we should be aware of. When it comes to Kriyas HaTorah, let's say uh, I'm recording this year the week of Parshas Lech Lecha. So I'm a Levi. So let's say I get Levi on Thursday. And it's about Kore. But I know how to read uh, the second Aliyah during the week of Lech Lecha. And I tell the Balkari, stand to the side, let me take care of this. At least in the Ashkenazi community, part of the Sephardi community, not in the Yemenite community, we're not allowed to do this because it is considered to be either Yahora, Yohara, showing off, or Mexiki Yahora, which is somewhat of a difference. It looks like Yahora. What's going on here? Because originally what would happen is there was a Birchas HaTorah that was said at the outset. Then there was Birchas HaTorah, what we say, Asher Nasalano, that was said after the seven Elias. And each person who went up would not make a bracha. Each person who went up for an Elias would lane. But what ended up happening is not every person knew how to lane. And therefore, it would create embarrassment. Imagine you get up there, you're 40 years old, 50 years old, 60 years old, whatever it may be, and you don't know how to lane. 
So they appointed an official Balkare. So for you to go up and take the Aliyah, that would create shame to others and also simultaneously showing off. I just wanted to give you another example. And there are others that exist as well with the Bracha for Bikurim and uh, to be continued another time. So what happens at a wedding today is the Birchas Eresin are happening under the Chuppah. Clearly, as we've discussed before, this is not the way it always was. If you'd have a year, uh, if the Eresin would take place, the engagement would take place a year in advance, so then the Birchas Eresin would take place with that, with the engagement, with the Eresin slash Kedusha. Okay. Then what happens to this now at a wedding is you have a ksuba that is read. The whole purpose of reading the ksuba is to create a hefsek between the Aresin and between the Nesuin. So there should be a break in between. Technically, as you know, some Rabbanim have said, jokingly, you could read a newspaper at that point. You could read the sports scores. Very often this time of year, football games are going on while weddings are going on. You could give the football scores. But obviously the minog has been established to read the ksuba, and that is what should be done. Okay? And obviously the person who's reading the ksuba has to know how to read the ksuba. Happens to be, it's not considered to be the biggest honor, at least halachically, because anyone really could read a ksuba if they knew how. It's much more of a kavo to be Masada Kedushin, especially to be the Ede Kedushin. But it's become accepted to be a big kavo to read the Ksuba, so we wouldn't put that down. Then you end up with the Sheva Brachos. Sheva Brachos are the seven Brachos that are said, starting with Bori Priyagafa. In some communities, you will have one person read all Sheva Brachos. In other communities, you'll when I say communities, different Mahagam also by families. In other communities, you'll have the first two brachos, and the next bracha said by the same person. And what's most common here, at least our practice in most most places, is you have seven different people. You know, it's nice when you're able to give out seven honors. Someone said to me, would it be nice if there were eight? This way you're not going to have any machlokas between the chasen side and the kala side. So I said, okay, give the first two to one side, and then you end up with really six. But then, again, you could always create machlokas. One person ends up getting two. That's the sheva brachas that takes place under the chuppah. You also have another aspect of sheva brachas, which is not really, uh, we, it's a suda. Of that has Sheva Brachos. That's not what's happening under the chuppah, but already at the meal, any time during the, for a basula, let's just assume it's a case of basula and a guy is getting married for the first time, as well, for the first uh, seven days after the wedding, the wedding day being included, whenever there's a group of ten men, that are together with the chassan and kala, chassan being could be included in the ten, sheva brachos are recited. You do not have to have one every single day. Now, there are certain halachas that apply every single day as far as uh, going to work and some other aspects as well, but having a suda is not necessary. It's interesting, we pointed this out when we were learning Mesechus Yivamos, 
that one of the reasons, according to some of the uh, Rishonim, that we put together Eresin and Kedushin together with Nesuin was in order to be more affordable. What was happening is people were making so many different seudos during the engagement, there's a vart, there's a l'chaim, maybe an engagement party. So it was the hope that you'd end up with less expenses by kind of um, consolidating everything into the chasana. It doesn't mean there shouldn't be sheva brachos, but sometimes the sheva brachos could be as big as a, as a wedding. And uh, we also have to keep in mind the expense issue. It's very important. Reb Chaim Kanievsky's father, the great stipler, in the Kraina de Igrisa, has a letter to a family, which is really meant to be a letter to the community, how not to go into debt over these experiences. You know, in Eris Yisrael, there's even some more challenges because very often they're negotiating for an apartment at the same time. So these are the brachos that we talk about in Berkos Chasanim. And now it's an opportunity to break it down as we go through the next two pages. Now, what the Gemara calls Berkos Chasanim on Daf Zion Amin Aleph towards the bottom, it's obvious that we're talking here about what we call the Sheva brachos. Even though, as I explained, the Birchas Eresin are also Birchas Chasanim, the Bracha of the Chasan. Now, there is a big discussion, which I'm going to mention now. As I pointed out, I'm going to mention a lot of things today, but we're going to have to follow through of the nature of the Brachas. It seems pretty clear that the Birchas Eresin would be considered to be a Birchas Mitzvah both as far as we're talking about the Birchas Mitzvah, about the Mitzvah, this is what we find in Zion Amit Beis, and also as far as the way it's performed over Las Yasan. The, it's done before the actual Mitzvah, where the Hariyah Mikudeshesli, where the guy gives the woman the ring, and that's generally, that is how a Birchas Mitzvah works. A Birchas Shavach could either be while an event is taking place, or more typically, after an event. So that's going to require a little bit more analysis. And even when it comes to Birchas Erisin, there may be some nuances. But clearly, I just make sure that you understand that what's being discussed on Dav Zayin Oman Aleph is Birchas, uh, the, the Sheva Brachas. Because if not, we're going to have a big problem where we say, there's Shita that's going to say there's no Bracha. And no one would ever say there would be no um, Birchas Erisin, even in a situation where you're dealing with an Almana, if you're dealing with a Grusha, if you're dealing with a guy who's an Alman who's been ma- married before. The whole discussion over here that we have on the bottom of Zion Ahmed Aleph relates to the uh, Sheva Brachas. And as I pointed out, which is going to be important to keep in mind, there's Sheva Brachas under the Chuppah, and it's possible that there could be Sheva Brachas for seven days. The Sheva Brachos under the Chuppah, we're going to see, is going to happen at any wedding. Now, there is an assumption that even at any wedding, there's going to be a requirement for 10 for the Sheva Brachos. Birchas Chasanim Ba'asara, and that's how we paskin Lahalacha. You look into the Rambam, Perik Bey's Hilchos Brachos. And you could also look into the Rambam, fascinating 
and it's also discussed in Hilchas Ishus Halacha Hey Perik Yud. The reason why I say it's fascinating, it's more fascinating that it's in Hilchas Brachos because the Rambam, being so precise, discusses Sheva Brachos in two different areas. He discusses it, it Brachos in general, where I wouldn't necessarily expect him to discuss it because it really belongs to Ishus, but he does include it in Brachos in general. And you'll see it's connected to Berchus Amazon because he's discussing there, mostly what's being discussed over there is the Sheva Brachos that are said after Berchus Hamazon. There is a big question, and this came up during COVID, as far as do you require 10 for Berchus Eresen? And it actually came up, do you require 10 even for Berchus Nisuin? Um, and there are shitas that even uh, when it came to Nisuin, it would not be Ma'akev. There are certain opinions that Birchas Chassanam would still take place, and definitely Birchas Erison would take place. We do not want to hold back weddings because of this. Now, again, that's not the reason for the halacha, but that's when these issues came up. I mean, there's a lot to deal with, and again, we'll do at some point maybe a full analysis of each issue. But I wanted you to uh, be aware of how relevant this question was because you're generally thinking, obviously, you can have 10 people at a wedding. Now, sometimes at a second wedding, you're not going to have 10 males. You know, it's uh, in the past, at least, it was very common that for a second marriage, even if it was only one of the couples getting married for the second time, but definitely in a situation where both, it was a much smaller type of wedding. Not necessarily what has to be done. Um, especially if you're trying to be for the first time. But that that was often how things were done. Today it's a little bit different. Even for chasanim and kalos that have been previously married, sometimes there's a bigger affair that is uh, made than in the past. But just to understand the relevance of how often it could come up that we'd have to discuss whether a minion was there or not. Okay, the last thing I want to deal with, at least for today, is first of all to make a distinction between the Sheva Brachos and something that is called Lesimcha. And this is going to be very important. Sheva Brachos is, as we've been describing, if you have a situation, let's just set it up this way, where you have a first-time chasen and a first-time kala. In that situation, everybody's going to agree that you have Sheva Brachos which means for seven days, when you have ten men gathering together, then you have to say the Sheva Brachos. You're also going to have, the way we paskin, seven days of Simcha. Now, so these halachas you're going to find discussed in Evan Ezer, Samach Dalet. What it means rejoicing is the personal rejoicing between husband and wife, that they actually hang out for those seven days. It's a big issue today because a lot of uh, men, women as well, they have such incredible work demands that they have a hard time taking off during Sheva Brachas. Ideally, a husband and a wife, a new husband and a wife, should not work during Sheva Brachas. And again, there are kulas that are out there, but you need a kula for it. Uh, You're not going to have to necessarily lose your job, but... It's important to understand to take vacation time, etc. The um, other situation that we have, you could think of the different variables, and that's what's presented in the Gemara, is you could have a uh, woman who's a basula, 
who's marrying an Amman, which means a person who's a widower. You could have a Amana, a widow, who's marrying what we call a Bachar, a never married man. I just want to point out, incidentally, that on the Ksuba, you'll see very often we say Hachasin in the Ksuba. The beginning of the Ksuba, my uh, Misora is to write Habachar, because at that point, he's still a Bachar. That's the term for a person who hasn't yet been married. And then you could have a situation of an Alman and an Almana. We're not discussing today, I may deal with it next week, how a divorce see and a, and a person who's divorced, a man who's divorced, how that fits in and whether there are differences. It's a big discussion already in the Rishonim. So when it comes, for example, to the, let's go an opposite case, where you have a Alman and Almana. So you have a widow and a widower. There you're going to have Sheva Brachos just for the first day. And you're going to end up having Simcha for three days. I'm just giving the extremes, and this is the way it's brought down in Halacha. So you're only going to have Sheva Brachos for the first night, but still the guy would and the woman would ideally take off of work for the first three days. There's still going to be a deal of Simcha. Things get a little bit interesting, La Halacha when you have an Alman, which is a widow, sorry, when you have an Almana, who's marrying a Bachar. Because in that situation, there's a Machlokas Rishonim. When it comes to Sheva Brachos, you're definitely going to have seven days. But this may be a situation where it's a little counterintuitive, Sheva Brachos for seven days, but rejoicing for only three days. And the assumption over there is there's less rejoicing because she was not a Basula. So these are the situations that you have to be aware of. So you, you learn two basic halachas here. And we'll continue with the Birchas Eris the next week. You have the assumption that you need 10 for Birchas Chasanim Ba'asara. We found a fascinating source for that, the, the, the source of uh, Boaz, which is interesting. There you have a case of Boaz and uh, Rus, who both have been uh, previously married. You call it an Alman and Almana. And then you have the variations in each situation between Sheva Brachos and sometimes between the mitzvah of Simcha. As I stated, the mitzvah of Simcha today is often underrated. So you could have a couple going to work all day, but at least then you'll have Sheva Brachos. Hopefully you'll have Sheva Brachos at night. So at least part of the day, they're getting to experience that. But if you really look into the halachos of simcha, it's not the same as Sheva Brachos. The Sheva Brachos is more of the public. It's a, the public experiencing the joy. It's also where you're going to have the need, at least during the week, for a new person, at least one new person, Panam Chadashos. That's like a new public that gets to experience the joy, as opposed to the wedding, the, the, the simcha of this couple being married. Simcha is a much more private thing. It's the husband being together with the wife, maybe shopping, you know, just hanging out with each other. That's marriage. It's a good way to start the marriage off. Okay, have a great week of learning.